everybody. This is John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Report. With me is my great friend and fellow Marine and co-host, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Big Joe? Great, John. What are your plans for this weekend? First of all, I got to work tomorrow. So Sunday, then I have church and I have a church meeting that afternoon. So I'm not really probably doing much on 4th of July. Yeah, I probably not. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. How many 4th of Julys have you experienced on a Sunday? It's like once in every seven years, I'm guessing. Except for leap year. Yeah, except for leap year, but it's just odd that we have it on a Sunday. Yeah, and it just seems like I, where I work, it's like the first time we've had a Monday off in conjunction with having a holiday on a Sunday. It's just, it's really weird on how the dynamic is going, and I'm not really, it's just odd to me. But I think it's almost like we'll have 4th of July on Sunday, and then we'll have 4th of July part two on Monday. You get 4th of July part two on Monday. John's 4th of July part two is working, slinging chicken. Okay, so you, they have you working on the 5th. Yeah, I'll be working on the 5th. And as recognized as like a national holiday, like federal, federally, I guess people aren't working. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess the federal government wouldn't work on uh, Monday. Today was interesting. It was, it was not as busy during the morning and afternoon like it normally is. So I don't know if because people have got that three day weekend because they have that second day on Monday that they went out of town. John, I I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently we're going to be saving 16 cents this year compared to last year on our wow. 16 cents. I can get that. I can get that bubble gum now. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, what are you going to do with your 16 cents? I'll buy that bubble gum. I always wanted put that th- away for my operation. I can get, do you think they maybe, maybe misspoke on that saying you're getting 16 cents more to the dollar kind of thing, or you know what it was to me and I'll be blunt. It's tone deafness. Yeah, it really is. That's what I've been hearing a lot of that. It just shows that you have no concept of what people are going through. If you go to, they had something on gas, buddy. Yeah. Okay. They didn't say Florida, but the average cost of fuel across the country is about $3 a gallon. That's average across all 50 states and territories. The lowest it's, they said was, don't quote me on the amount, but the lowest was Louisiana. And I think they were at 285-ish around there. And the highest, obviously, was my favorite, the People's Republic of California. They were almost at 475, 480. $4 for gas. $4 is, is cent for gas. That's $5. Is there something more behind that? Are they just... Okay, here's my logic. So Disney World, actually, in conjunction with the 4th of July, are now having fireworks back at the parks, which is great. That means more. That's good for me, too, because the better or more they open up their park and the more things that they have available, eventually annual passes will be there and I don't have to... I don't have to buy annual passes on top of tickets, but is there, okay, so Disney World is my example. Disney World, the prices always increase every year, and it's not because, and people look at it differently. They look at Disney World as saying, oh, they're just money hungry. They're just greedy. They're just trying to make more money off the consumer. And that is not the case when it comes to Disney World. Disney, as they price increase, they are just, they want less people to go. So they're actually almost trying to price out the consumer to a point where they have to maybe reconsider. And that way there's less people that are going to the parks. They're not maxing out capacity every year or every, every day. So California being the environmentally friendly or the green state that they're trying to be 
especially with renewable energy and stuff like that, are they just trying to overprice gas to get less people to consume gas with those kind of prices? This is before this happened. And this is a number of years ago. There were some prominent Democrats wanted the price of gas to go up to $5 a gallon like you have in Europe. So it forced people into mass transportation. But Listen to this, some of the experts, and this is from Gas Buddy and others who are in the follow the the trends in the, the energy sector. One of the problems they're having, they have supply, is that from what the experts have said is getting that supply to where people need it, meaning they have a trucker shortage. There's a person in my church who works at, he's a top salesperson for um, a trucking company. They're having a hard, they're selling trucks galore. And the manufacturers can't keep up. And then they're also having a problem with drivers because once the pandemic hit, the trucking schools had to shut down. Yeah. So there is a shortage of drivers. Now, what they really also touched on, but really didn't play a lot into it. Also, the policies of the administration have something to be have something to do with because they cut they canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. They're getting the SEC has a very progressive president who's putting restrictions like to give loans and capital to the energy sector. You have to meet this woke kind of policy. Mm -hmm. So you almost can't get a loan if you're part of the fracking, the um, shale technology that made the United States energy independent. Now, we're going to have to see how this plays out as we go through the summer and then into the early fall when we do a switchover, especially in the Northeast, which runs primarily off natural gas to heat their homes. We're just going to have to see. But I think gas is going up, and it has gone up. To, I think it's like at 78 77 to $78 a barrel right now. So also another thing that's gone up, but it's not really COVID related, but the uh, fireworks are almost like five times the amount of what they originally were this time last year. But that doesn't surprise me because I remember talking to your wife a few weeks ago and when she, she does the bulk of your shopping, at least for groceries, and she said that everything is more expensive. Now, now I got it. They shut down all the production plants. So it just makes sense that all this stuff would go up. But you're seeing higher gas price. Used cars are prices have gone up. They're almost as equal, if not more, than brand new cars. Materials, building materials, almost everything has gone up. They had a news report because potentially there's a, a hurricane maybe hitting South Florida. So they went down to the, the lumber yards, Home Depot, and they said plywood is far more expensive than it was last year. Yeah. So you got the Federal Reserve printing more money, keeping easy credit. So they're thinking that this is a transitory thing, that because of the slow supply chain disruption, that inflation would work itself out once everything caught up. But that's a big gamble if right now and each month inflation keeps getting is becoming a See, I like to go more into inflation on another show just so people maybe understand what exactly inflation is. But as of now, so we have two things going on. One is the 4th of July coming up as our probably our listeners are consuming this podcast. And the other one is a hurricane, which is not too far behind. And us being Marines, we, I think we can relate to both. Uh, one, oh, being, yes. one being the 4th of July. What? Give me a 4th of July experience that you had being in the military. There was a couple. I spent 4th of July in Afghanistan. So that was, you're in a combat zone. So no fireworks? No, nah, no fireworks there. But when I was in Af Iraq in two, 2005, 
we had our own 4th of July uh, celebration where we would sit on the roof and we were drinking our drinks. This is was not alcoholic. You couldn't drink any alcohol. So you had your soda, your Gatorade, you had a little snack. And we were watching the artillery fire go out to where the insurgents were at. So that okay. was neat. But 4th of July has taken a really taken a beating lately. And I don't think people quite understand the whole founding fathers and the 4th of July and the meaning of the 4th of July and how that all transpired. Even to our current administration, our president saying, you need to, we need to see these numbers with the COVID vaccine so you can have a 4th of July. Last year, it's almost, I wouldn't say they took it away, but people were not gathering in their normal 4th of July celebration. They were maybe doing it a little bit more privately with friends and family where it's ironic that you cannot celebrate the initial day of independence with your own independence. And that's true. I just think the, and this is what angers people. They always talk about follow the science, but then they're not following the science. They're just pushing it to their own ideological spectrum. But getting back to what I originally said is I wish America truly understood the 4th of July. We have internal debate going on in the country with the 1619 project, which is, which basically said the America, the establishment of America was 1619 when the first African slave arrived. A lot of historians have said that's totally inaccurate. That really did not start the country. And the 4th of July, 1776 is when our country was founded. And you have some who said the Revolutionary War was primarily fought over slavery, and slavery was not the issue. It was the taxation, the overburdensome rule by England. And basically, the taxes were there to pay for the French and Indian Wars of the late 1750s. Okay, so we do know that the Marine Corps was established in 1775. November 10th. Yes. And then 1776, that's when we just declared our independence from the country. Doesn't mean that does not that was not the end of the war. No, the war kept going. That was our formal declaration of independence from England that was obviously crafted by um, Thomas Jefferson with inputs from other people. So my understanding, because you did go over slavery, is that initially that the forefathers wanted to abolish slavery back in 1776, uh, but they didn't have all the states on board, I think South Carolina being one of them. When they were starting to craft, it was mainly when they were trying to craft the Constitution. First, they had the Articles of Confederation, which was they had a weak central government and everything was down at the state level. And that just didn't work. So they came up with they did something radical. George Washington was the president and he reluctantly wanted to go. He says, I'm not going if we're just not if we're just going to do the same old thing. So they came up with the Constitution and they just couldn't get the southern states to go along if it was going to abolish slavery. Yeah. The founders initially thought slavery would die itself out, but it, it never did. It just got it just changed in a different marker. As this country got larger, you had different compromises like the 1820 Missouri Compromise, where you have one free state, which was Maine. Missouri was the slave state. And then it just kept going, and it finally culminated with the the Civil War. Because after the war with Mexico, the United States got all this territory. Then it just became, are they free? Are they, are they slave? And it just became a mismatch, and it just finally culminated in the Civil War. That's yeah. a rough history lesson, but that's basically what happened. So I can recall just a few Fort July's my 
my part. It's just, I guess it was a little bit more impactful for me after being injured and just hanging out there. One was in Camp Lejeune. The others were, a lot of them were here in Tampa after that. Nothing that really sticks out when it comes to the 4th of July. Just proud to celebrate the birth of our nation. But here's something that's interesting. Two, two incidents. One is my father was an immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. He fought against the United States in the World War II. He was in the Italian Navy. Historical thing, he fought against Prince Philip, who just recently passed away. Oh, wow. So America embraced him for somebody who fought against this country. Now, I work at Chick-fil-A. I think I've said this many times on the podcast. Many. And we've got a couple immigrants who are working there. One of them is from, we got a couple who are from Cuba. And I was talking with one of the, the workers who is from Cuba. And he goes, I don't understand you, American. You guys talk about freedom. I was the one who lived in a totalitarian state. I love this country. But you want to go back and turn America into a country from which I left. I don't want to do that. And then he also said that you Americans are also so lucky. You have everything you could possibly want. I mean, look at the amount of food that gets wasted in restaurants and grocery stores and at homes across the country. Actually, a lot of um, like refugees, especially from like North Korea, or they that's what they said. The big thing was when they were found asylum in America was just the abundance of the Food. That's just like may, maybe our American flag should be a cheeseburger. Maybe, but it, the whole thing is America is not perfect. We have dark periods in our history. Slavery was one. How we treated different ethnic groups, the Chinese who built the rail, uh, the railroad system in the western part of the country. Mm-hmm. You had our treatment of the Japanese Americans. You had our treatment of other ethnic, the Italians, the Irish. But we also have positive things. I talked to a friend of mine. And he didn't realize this, but he knew his father served in World War II. He knew his father fought in the Battle of the Bulge. I just did a a cursory research, and we looked up his father's unit. What he didn't know is his father went into one of the most horrific concentration camps in Germany. So he saw the, the, the most despicable acts of humanity against other fellow human beings. That was a great thing that America took part in liberating thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah. And I remember my dad told me a story of his aunt who, who took his family and after his parents died in fascist Italy. And his niece became a Marxist or communist. And his aunt just came livid. He goes, what did Russia ever do for Italy? America is the one that got rid of the Nazis and America rebuilt our country to what we are now. What did Russia ever do? So it's funny that people who live outside of America appreciate America more sometimes than people who are born and raised here. Yeah, I've heard things about that. There's There was a, a slogan for America and some guys that they wrote the, or they authored the book uh, Freakonomics, and then they put like something out there about what would be a good slogan for America. And I think they came out to the number one was like our biggest critics are the ones that already live here. But look at some of the, what is it? Representative Omar. She came from Somalia, but she came to America. If I hate to be harsh on this. But she has nothing but hate for America. But, She's but a congressperson. I don't understand. If you hate this country so much, why did you decide to immigrate here? And here's a, she hates this country with a passion 
but yet she could come here, become a citizen, and be elected to Congress. Where would that happen in any other place but America? It wouldn't. I remember we, okay, so we have a Olympian or potential Olympian. Remember, she came in third place and she turned her back. Yeah. And we talked about her a little bit. And looking at past history, she was all gun ho about America, posing with the American flag and stuff like that. But just to disgrace the anthem like she did, like you and I both being Marines, we know what to do when the national anthem plays no matter what. And for someone to do that, and they actually talked to a refugee from Korea or North Korea. And not only if somebody did that in North Korea, not only would they receive the death penalty, but their family, their family for eight generations would be in jail. That's the thing. I think I know why she's doing it. So she can get those endorsement deals. Look at Colin Kaepernick. He trashes America, how racist it is, but he was raised by, he was adopted by a white family. But how much, how long is Nike going to take that backlash? They already got a back enough backlash for Colin Kaepernick. Do you think they're going to take on more of that? Probably not, but I think Puma is bankrolling her. And then I looked at, she talks about America is racist. And I know I talk about this till you're ready to freaking hang yourself. But I looked up her background. She comes from St. Louis. St. Louis has one of the most despicable records when it comes to the treatment of African-Americans. They haven't had a Republican. Think about this, Joe. They haven't had a Republican mayor since 1949, almost 70 years. So their school district, 70 percent can't black children cannot do math or English to grade level. Yeah. But yet she's blaming America. You got the opportunity. America is not perfect. We have our, our faults, but we put our faults out for the world to see. If you don't like this country, go perform for another one. Yeah, I would like to maybe a, a few years ago saying go somewhere else maybe wasn't feasible. But now it is absolutely 100 percent feasible to go somewhere else and, and try it out. Does the United States have an Olympic committee uh, committee? Does the United States have an Olympic committee where even though she does qualify to be in the Olympics, can they just say, sorry, we don't do that here? Now, we do have the U.S. Olympic Committee. I don't know what the rules are to disavow or disqualify an athlete who's qualified in her sport. I don't know what the legalities on that are. Don't you think that is something to consider because... We are in the Olympics. Olympics is a world stage where we represent our nation. And our nation is represented by a flag, by an anthem. So any disrespect to that should ultimately disqualify you from, I don't know, performing at the world stage where you represent that. I know the International Olympic Committee frowns upon athletes taking political stances, Mm -hmm. but they allow the host, they allow each country of origin or where that athlete comes from to make its own decision. Yeah. I just think it's the Olympics should be apolitical. I know we've had it in the past, but it should be just athletes competing against athletes. Well, we also have a transgender BMX bike performer Olympian that said, oh, if I win the gold, guess what? I'm burning a flag. And it's out loud. They said that out loud. Why can't we do something? Why I agree. is it, it all about my, the gold? I would say if you don't want to represent it, if you want to do that, you're not going to be part of this Olympic team. That's it. You're also you, you just said something there. Olympic, you no know, Olympic team. Everybody's in this together. But it's beyond that, Joe. It's not just the team. You're representing everybody else 
who tried to get there. And for whatever reason, they didn't have the athletic prowess. They got injured. There's many athletes that couldn't go because they got injured at the last minute. So you're representing all those athletes and individuals who tried to make the Olympics and didn't get it. It's just, I don't want to equate this to this, but there's as an example, like those who are the recipient of the medal of honor are told that medal of honor is not yours. That medal of honor represents every veteran who really wasn't recognized or died in combat or served or for whatever you represent them. Don't dishonor that medal. It's just going to the Olympics. You're dishonoring everybody else that didn't quite get to go there. Yeah. And if you look at, I watched some of the Olympic trials, look at the emotions of these athletes. This is their one shot. Not everybody's Michael Phelps who can go to six Olympics. And he's a phenomenal athlete in his sport of swimming. Yeah. So there was one, one gymnast. And I think I got, hopefully I got her name right is Michaela Skinner. She's 24. She was an alternate at the, the Rio games and she made this Olympic team. And she said it was hard just to sit there while the other athletes got to perform and I didn't. So I would tell her you're representing everybody else who didn't get that opportunity. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be doing here in the Olympics in a few, it's in a few weeks. Yeah, it's actually, I think, the end of the month or something like that. Let's go into hurricanes. So how many hurricanes have you been through, especially in California? It's not really called a hurricane. No, we don't have hurricanes out it's in like, California. Isn't it called like El Ninos or something They like that? have the El Ninos. That's a weather phenomenon. It's not a, a okay. storm. We just get, it all depends how the, the warming of the Pacific or whatever. Then you get the Pineapple Express coming from the tropics, Hawaii. <laughs> hits the west coast but i've been through a couple i think there was hurricane maria i remember the first one really first one was 2017 church my church got involved in the one that the one in 2017 we sent people down to help do some recoveries help people get out of fix their homes clean up the mess we also sent people up to the hurricane God, I want to say 2019 in or 2018, 2019, the one that hit the panhandle up by Pensacola. Yeah. So they did the same thing, helping people recover, get their homes back, remove debris and stuff like that. So maybe a little bit different this year than normal because you were able to go to, to like Home Depot and get all the plywood and supplies you need to just border up your house and stuff like that. But now that the supplies are at a, in like, in demand due to the lack of production of them. It's going to be an expensive storm, especially down here. I would, no, I, I think that so far, Florida, I haven't looked at the weather report. It looks like it's going to probably, it's aiming for South Florida. So I don't know how much we're going to, we'll probably get the outer bands of it in Tampa, but you still got to be prepared. Maybe the power goes up. I always have lanterns, flashlights, extra food, extra water. Yeah. But that's just you. You're a prepper. I Me, mean, you only have three cases of water. That's it. I'll sell you some. I'll sell you some of my water. I did. No, I have plenty of ammo, so we can talk here. When it comes to when it comes to hurricanes, there's just I really don't think Florida. I guess since we're we're usually like the first to get it, and we've been through so many, it's just I don't see a lot of people having a strong reaction to a hurricane. They're just like, if it's not. If it's less than a three, they're just, they're not getting, they're not even going to get out of bed. Yeah, because they're so used to it. They know what to do. Florida actually does a really good job. Their emergency management or office of emergency services, whatever it's called, they're really dialed in. 
from the state to the local to the city level. They really give you warnings. They give you updates. They give you emails, text messages. You broadcast on radio, television. So they do a really bang up job doing this. So uh, we can't really go too far without talking about the the uh, that apartment complex down in South Florida. Correct. That half of it collapsed on itself. So what are your views about that? It's rough. It's interesting. Not interesting. It's sad, and I feel for those families waiting for your loved ones to see what happened to them. Now, the question becomes is they're doing the investigation now and there's been alleged reports that there was problems with the pool that was leaking. So if a pool leaks, that's got chemicals in it, did it corrode the the steel, the structure of the building? So they're going to be really looking at this at all levels. At what point has global warming impacted? When somebody goes like that's pushing an ideology, let the experts do their jobs. Let's not put politics into this until there's facts. But was there politics put in that, especially when the president came down to look at it and talk to the families of the the possible victims and also the first responders. And then he had to throw in his little global warming ideology in there. Well, even his Department of Energy said the same, talking about climate change, global warming. We don't know what happened. There was a report that 2018 about the, something with the pool. There was a woman who in 2018 took video reports or video segments of this water damage that was pretty extensive. Before people get up there and start speaking. Let's fact rule the day. Don't speculate, especially when you're not an engineer, you're not an architect or any expert dealing with high-rise buildings. Let's let fact play out. And sometimes, not sometimes, almost all the time, the media jumps in and they're proven wrong each and every time. So let's let facts play out let the investigators do their job and let's take politics out of it until we know for sure. So uh, as we wind down, we just want our listeners to just think about those people that have fought so valiantly to not only surrender their lives, but also to fight for the independence of America through and through, not just, you know, not just through the Revolutionary War where it began, but it seemed like we were always in a constant uh, battle to provide this independence and freedom that this great country provides for us. Everybody keep that in mind. John, you got anything to say? No, and I would agree with you. Fourth of July means different things to different people. We are so blessed to all the blessings that we have. The veterans provided the freedom, but there's also many other people who weren't service personnel who did remarkable things to get us to this point. And as Abraham Lincoln said, and I'm, a, I'm just going to paraphrase, he mentioned that America is an evolving country. We're not perfect. We're each year, each generation tries and strives to do better than the previous generation. So we got to keep that in mind is to make America better so we all benefit. We may have different opinions, but we should be able to be friends afterwards. And let's not be violent or try to destroy the other person because they have a different opinion. I can't, th- I've been all over the world and I am so grateful that I was born in America. For our listeners, uh, just know that we are working on getting our live stream going and our Patreon and John, how else can we get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. 
You can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi Reports group and check out, check us out there. Leave us a comment. We're all, we do a podcast is obviously this one. We're all on all the streaming services. So check us out, leave a comment. And if there's something that you are interested in from a political, whether domestically or internationally, we'll do the research and we'll do it on this podcast. All right. Everybody have a great holiday and we will talk to you soon. Have a great 4th of July. Till next time, keep listening to you. Bye.